Absolute Radio Country is filled with the best sounds from Nashville 24 hours a day. But even we can't fit in everything. You'll find the full story right here. This is Country Music Talk, the podcast that takes you behind the scenes of the world of country music. Hi, friends and neighbors. I'm Balin Leonard. This is the Country Music Talk podcast, where we always bring you the best and best biggest guest, and you do not get much bigger than the artist that is joining me on this episode. She's sold more than 100 million records in a career that has spanned nearly four decades. She's one of the best-selling artists in the world, not just in country, in any genre. Not only does she have a new album on the way, she's also going to be on our screens on ITV this year. It's the one, the only... Shania Twain. She stopped by for a catch-up on the Country Music Talk podcast. This is the Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. It's Absolute Radio Country. I'm Balin Leonard. My guest today, this is so exciting. Incredible artist who has sold over 100 million records. She's the first artist to release three consecutive diamond records. She's a trailblazer. She's an icon. She's a legend. And besides all that, she's appeared on stage not only riding a flying motorcycle, but also a live horse. Hey, Shania Twain. Hello. <laughs> How's it going? It's going great. I'm happy to be here. Yeah, uh, really welcome excited. to the UK. Have you been here for a while or are you just landed? I've been here a week. Okay. All right. So yeah. you're over the jet lag. You're feeling great. Exactly. This is my first morning feeling human. This is such an exciting day. I feel like, you know that Oprah Winfrey episode that went viral where everybody got a car? You know, you get a car and you get a car and you get a car. I feel like just by having you here today, we're all getting cars. That's how exciting this is. If you're listening right now, you're not getting a car. Oh, that could be a scandal. Uh-huh. And it would implement you as well. Country DJ sacked for not fulfilling the promise <laughs> to give everybody a car. But you know what I'm saying? It's so exciting for you to be here. And it's yeah. so exciting because you've got new music oh, yeah. as well. Waking up dreaming. We can't get enough of it. It's I absolutely so love it. Exciting for me. I'm really excited about it. It's such an energizing song. And, you know, I wrote the idea quite a while ago. I always thought I love dreaming and I love escaping in my dreams. I think we all do, you know, especially when we're having a good dream. Mm. Do you have a dream journal? You don't want the dream to end, right? Do you wake up and remember them? I do. And sometimes I try to go back to sleep to carry on dreaming the dream because it's like such a great dream. But I thought, you know, it's so much better instead of escaping into the dream being asleep is to be awake and dreaming. Mm. Dreaming while you're awake, you know? I'm a dreamer. I'm dreaming all day. So Mm. I had to write this song. You know, I want to wake up dreaming and carry on, you know, with my imagination and aspirations, all of those things. It's so great because you immediately put it on and it's impossible to sit still while you're listening to it. It's a real, yeah, you got to get a wiggle on. But that is the case with a lot of your songs as well. You know, so many of your hits throughout the years, impossible to A, not have a wiggle to, B, not sing along to. It's like that secret sauce in there. Is it honesty? Is it authenticity? Is it luck? How do you think that's happened? Well, songwriting is is its own... Mm, magic. ...thing, yeah. So, you know, they're singing the song, delivering the song, obviously presenting the song with a production, which is all part of that, you know, how, how makes you want to move factor. But the phrasing and the lyrics is really what drives that 
whatever that beat's going to be. So I think a lot of it's in the phrasing. This is a chirpy song. You know, this a lot of the songs that I do that are up-tempo are very chirpy. There's a sense of humor and they make me feel good. And I'm very energized delivering the song. I mean, this particular one, it's just so chirpy and it's kind of a hybrid of the early 80s, that mm. smack snare, you know, that really drives you on, you know, that footloose thing or, or the nine to five thing. It's yes. just kind of in that vein of like, you can't, it's infectious, the infectious smack on that snare. It is infectious. And, and actually that you mentioned footloose. When I listened to it the first time, I got a little bit of footloose mm -hmm. there at the beginning. Is that a sample? Is it inspired? Oh, by? no, 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 no sample. No, no, no. Okay, right. The, all the, the, all the instruments are live. Um, really great producer, David Stewart. He's British and uh, he just literally got on the instruments and played them right in front of me one at a time. It's a real live band sound. Yes. It's sort of-esque of that period. You yeah, know? you can feel it when you listen to it. And it makes yeah. you smile. You're right. It makes yeah. you really happy. One of the things that you say in it, uh, tonight we're making our way to Mars. And I thought, you know, all of this talk about space travel and everybody's going to space. And would you ever go to space? Because you seem like the type of person that they would be like, oh, if we could get Shania on our rocket, that would be great. Is that ever a dream that you've had? Would you do it if you were asked? I've never dreamt of going to space. Okay. I mean, I love this planet. <laughs> yes, they, they you do. You know what good. I mean? What can yeah. I say? I just love this planet. You don't have I'd... to stay there, though. You could come back. But would you? Yeah, would you? Like, if you could go up, because, you know, they no, do those things. No, but would you make it back? I mean, would, we don't even oh, know. Oh, I see what you're saying. Yes. All right? right. Okay. All right. Yeah, there's a worry there. I, I can see that. That, that, that kind of <laughs> enters my mind. I'm I like, okay, that. I don't mind leaving this stratosphere or whatever, the hemisphere, or whatever it is you call that. I'm not a scientist, but... I would like to be able to come back. You would entertain the idea if, if Richard Branson was like, hey, hop on, or Elon Musk, hey, hop on my rocket for a day. I think it's exciting, but no. And, and I'm adventurous. <laughs> okay. I'm very adventurous, but there's got to be more to it. Like, what's there? Oh, I don't know. I've not been. Right. So if you're just going to do it for just the speed rush or, or the, just to be weightless the, the out of body minutes. experience for that moment of, yeah, that, that weightlessness. That doesn't really grab me enough to want to go. Maybe that's my problem. Okay, fine. So Shania Twain is not going to space. You heard it here. I like gravity. Yes. I don't mind gravity. Yeah, no, gravity. My mind good. goes everywhere. <laughs> yeah, you can go my, to space My feet can stay on the ground, but my mind goes everywhere. <laughs> it already goes to space. <laughs> so I don't want to paddle in um, conjecture and rumor, but... Anytime you do anything, everybody's like, oh, there, there must be a tour on the way. There must be a new album on the way. We've got this fantastic new song. I mean, can we look forward to either of those things? Or are we just going to let the mystery be? Oh, no, I've got a new album coming. Great. I mean, I'm just so excited about the music. I worked with several producers. I was so inspired through all of this. And I wrote a ton of songs. I was very productive in the songwriting during that two-year COVID isolation. So once I got into the studio with producers, it was just, wow, my God, this is finally happening. And all that excitement went into the album. So yeah, new album coming and a tour. Absolutely. I'm planning a tour, but the album is right around the corner. Fantastic. And we have to talk about Vegas and your two residencies you've had there now, right? That's and right. I mean, you pull out all the stops all the time anyway, and your videos and your live performances and everything that we see you do. But Vegas, it just steps it up a whole other notch. We mentioned, you know, flying motorcycle, actual mm -hmm. horse. Yeah. Was there anything that, that you were like, I want this? And they were like, okay, that's a bit much even for Vegas. Or was it just like all bets off? When I start a production, the first thing I ask the team is, 
just tell me what I can't do. <laughs> okay. Just tell me what's not possible. Because in Vegas, most things are possible, yes. right? It's the highest tech, latest tech. So if, if they say that you can't do it, then just let that go. Because there's so many other options of things you can do. So it's just like, okay, I don't want to stay awake at night dreaming about things that I really want to do that are just not physically possible to do. Sure. You know, um, physics will not allow that. <laughs> so Gravity. <laughs> yeah, that's it. So otherwise, it really is a dream scenario for every level and standard of production creativity. And I take it as far as I can. So... I was saying earlier um, to the guys in the studio that that you're one of the few artists, and I put you in this category, not stylistically necessarily, but with Dolly Parton in that, in terms of the audience that you attract. You know, you can go, I've, I've had the privilege of seeing you live a couple of times, once at Stagecoach a few years I ago, am. which was fantastic, and then in Hyde Park. And it's just all God's children in the audience for yeah. Shania. And Everybody loves it. And that's proven not just at your shows, but also Post Malone dancing to you. And then people that you have inspired, like Avril Lavigne and mm -hmm. Kelsey Ballerini. And it's one of those things. And whenever I sometimes DJ events out, if the dance floor is getting a little thin, regardless of the crowd, I know that I can pop on a bit of man, I feel like a woman, right. and everybody's unfolding their arms and they're making their way to the dance floor. What do you think that is? I, I do try to write music that is relatable mm -hmm. to others. I, I write I write all kinds of music. I, I shouldn't say that I try to write music that way, but I, I record the music. So the music that I record to share with the public, I try to focus on things that people can relate to. A big part of that is because I know that when I get up on stage... I want to be with everyone. I want us to be on the same page. I want us to be sharing that sentiment. Mm. I want them to go, oh yeah, I feel like that too. And it's always more satisfying to as many people as you can at one time. That's where the, the euphoric community, that's where music brings us together. Yes. As a universe, as a race. The more streamlined I can get on something I've personally experienced mm. that I know so many other people have as well. It's like I'm sharing. It's like a big pajama party kind of concept. It's like, oh yeah, I know, I saw that one too. Or, you know, you share things together. And, you know, we don't know each other when you're in concert. There's, you know, hundreds of thousands of people out there. But you know them in that moment, in that lyric, in that song, in that sentiment. You've been there together at one point in your life. Yeah, and there's something really special about that energy that comes from a, an event like that or a gig like that where you feel like everybody is on the same page and you can be dancing along and scream singing at the top of your lungs to a Shania Twain song with somebody that you would probably never speak to or, or look at in, in real life. It's a really special thing to be able to do. I think the camaraderie and what we have in common in the lyrics mm. of the songs that I try to write is the equalizer. In the audience, it doesn't matter who you are. They all sing, man, I feel like a woman. Yes, they do. It's an exclamation. <laughs> and they all mean it in a different way. They take ownership of that. And it, it's the same thing with the wedding songs, you know, from this moment on or, mm. or you're still the one. Yes. So many people get married to those songs or engaged to those songs. And again, it's every walk of life. It is a great equalizer. It's just love and it brings them together. And it's beautiful to see people championing each other. I do from this moment on with 
a couple that comes on stage, either they propose in that moment or they're um, celebrating their engagement or they're celebrating an anniversary or they've just been married, whatever it is. And it's every kind of couple you can imagine. So it's beautiful to watch the audience embrace that love and that moment. It's all about them in that moment. And it's quite emotional considering that the world is so divided and so judgmental sometimes. But everybody just wants to celebrate love. So see, this is the common denominator and music is the voice for that. You're talking about um, your audience championing each other, but you've been a real champion of new artists. When I saw you at Stagecoach six years ago or whatever it was, you brought out Kelsey Ballerini and and she was just kind of starting yeah. in her career. And I thought, what a wonderful thing to do to give her that platform. And you have people like Kelsey who have been looking up to you and Avril Lavigne from totally different genres. Mm-hmm. In terms of you know being a woman in country music, there's a lot of talk overdue about that whole situation with diversity and representation within country music. But I mean, that's a ceiling that you've been breaking for your entire career. Do you feel like it's getting better for these younger artists or for you? No, I don't think it's getting better at all. I think, I mean, I was very, very lucky that I ended up a multi-genre artist. I didn't end up remaining limited. And that was a choice, right? I had to work triple hard. Sure. Of course, you know, to, to make that happen too, because now you've got to start traveling all around the world. And you have to write with more diversity in your in your music. I had to go out to all of those places in my mind and physically and sonically. So it was a lot of work. I mean, Up was three albums, you know, three different yes. sounds all together. So it's, it's, it's just a lot of extra work. But I wouldn't be being myself if I wasn't being the hybrid artist that I am. But when I look at country music and female artists in country music, they're not getting the opportunities. And I think, and I've always thought this, and this is even when I first came out in country, I would say to everyone around me, including radio, I would go to the radio stations. I say, I think you're underestimating your audience. Mm. I'm appealing to the audience with my person, with my inner self. I'm telling stories to people that I think they understand. And I think they need the opportunity to hear it and decide for themselves whether they relate or not. So the industry underestimated the relatability. And I think that that is happening again now. I think the industry is underestimating the relatability to females, what females have to say to the female voice. And it bugs me. You know, really, if I'm just being really frank, I don't know what to do. I'm not in that predicament anymore. But I would love to help them fight their battle somehow. I just, I don't know. Maybe they just, they have to learn how to like fishing. I don't know. (laughs) Well, and, and uh, the, I, I don't know how the, how to how to get them to fit in. Yeah, you know? yeah. And by being themselves, you know that that's the ultimate way to do it. But then people have an issue with people being themselves sometimes, particularly if it's if it's women, if it's artists of color, uh, if it's yes. LGBTQI yes. artists, which you've also been a, a huge champion of as yes. well. I mean, we always think country's for everyone. It's supposed to be the friendliest, yeah. right? We, we look at country music as being a, a very friendly, very, um, you know, neighborly community kind of spirit mentality. And the public are. They are. They are that. But for some reason, I think the industry, I I just don't really get it. It's a puzzle. I think we're getting very close. I think the more we talk about it. Yes. And the more we expose the normalcy 
of how beautiful it is and how important it is to be different and individual and unique to art itself, you know, we just have to keep repeating the message. Keep banging on the, the door and eventually it'll either open or you knock it down. But the door has to be there first. Sure. The thing with, with this, with the genre is I think for a lot of people that aren't the stereotypical like top 10 hit makers or in the top 10, whether they're hits or not, the door just isn't there. So what are you supposed to kick down? So we're just going to find another way. I'm actually writing a song now about that. I won't tell you about it yet, but I'm going to write this one and, and get it out. It's about that message, just about how, how do you make change? How do you get to the other side of what seems impossible? Well, thank you for helping us lead the way. Um, and as long as there are people like you in the position that you're in, you know, helping with that fight, uh, we can all band together and hopefully make a change happen. Listener question, Josh in Brixton, South London, he says, when did you realize that you were a superstar? Was there a moment where you thought, aha, this is different? I mean, the stardom came very fast, but I was so busy and so preoccupied with workaholic mode, like absolute total commitment, dedication to my work that I wasn't absorbing it at all. I didn't feel for a long time, did not feel famous. I could sense I was being recognized mm -hmm. in the airport all of a sudden. I, I realized there was a point where I'm like, I think I'm going to need security. And there was this is really awkward moment. This was after Who's Bad Every Boots Been Under came out. So, And I was already 30, and that was my first hit. Mm -hmm. And I'm in the airport, and people would look at me and smile like they really knew me. And I thought, okay, are they just being friendly, or do they know who I am? Am I supposed to respond? Am I supposed to shy away? Like, what do I... I didn't really know what to do or how to act. So I just went to the payphone and pretended I was on the phone the whole time so that I would be <laughs> preoccupied until my flight was called because I just, it was just a very, I didn't. And people were like, who's Shania talking to for so long? I know. So I was like, I didn't know how to deal with it. You know, I'm, right. I, I wasn't experienced. I didn't know, but I did realize, okay, yeah, probably if I want to make my flight on time, even just for practical reasons, you need to have some sort of, you know, security or VIP service. Yeah, somebody so to help that you get through, yes. Yeah, so that you actually <laughs> get on the flight. I'm not even Shania Twain and I need somebody to help me get through an airport because I'm just like, oh, what's that for sale over there? Let me smell this fragrance here, <laughs> all of that. I realized that, because, you know, being a country guy, um, I always loved what you did, but um, I realized that you were bigger than country. I was on a, a holiday in Prague and it was one of those situations where there was an airport shuttle bus and on that shuttle bus was everybody. You know, it was like uh, somebody who was having a bachelorette party and, and there was like, you know, a, a bunch of gay guys and there was like an old couple and they had the radio on and I can't remember which song it was of yours came on, but it came on and everybody started singing along and suddenly everybody was friends for a moment and singing along and looking at each other and smiling. And I thought, oh, wow, this is bigger than country. Like, this is something special here. And I was really surprised by it because yeah. it just, um, I don't know, it took me off guard. And it, 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 it was a special moment that was a lovely feeling from that holiday. But also it was like, oh, there's something bigger going on here than, than country. You know, Adam Lambert said to me the other day, he said, I never liked country until I heard Shania Twain. And I thought, well, that's, the, that's a really, really huge compliment. And the country music element of my music is the songwriting where I learn how to write songs. The musicality of a song is then a whole other 
element to making a record. But the country music is always to me in the story and how you tell the story. And it's people like Dolly Parton and Willie Nelson and Chris Christopherson and Waylon Jennings, you know, these songwriters that were telling kind of folk stories, real life stories, that's called country. But as far as the musicality goes to country, I consider the Eagles country. I consider Anne Murray country. I consider so many artists country in the realm that it's more of a storyteller's music. Mm. And that country foundation kind of runs through all of that stuff regardless. You know, Eagles is a perfect example. We play them here on Absolute Radio Country. And that country bedrock is running through everything that they do. You know, Bellamy Brothers, Anne Murray, that you, you know, there's so many artists that yes. it's easy to forget that they started out in country and that that foundation remains there because they became so much bigger. They superseded it. And, you know, you're one of those artists. You've superseded genre, not just country, but all genres. You are Shania Twain, you know, like you, you fit in regardless. Before you go, we have to talk about Starstruck. Yep. New program that you are on, uh, on ITV? It's ITV, yes. Yes. And the premise of this is people are fans of an artist and they get to become that artist on the show. Is that right? Exactly. They get a full transformation visually and they come from all walks of life, janitors, teachers, nurses, you know, civil servants. Um, Some people are more musical in the sense that they maybe they're a music teacher. But their dream is to just for a moment be the star that they admire Mm. and live that moment. And so many of them speak about how maybe their friends have never heard them sing before, for example. Right. Oh, so they've kept their, their light under a bushel. Well, just because they they have careers, they have other... It's not their life to be an artist. And I find this so impressive, the courage it must take to get up there when it's not what you do. So it's very, very... keeps me on the edge of my seat. And the music choices are awesome. I have a really hard time staying in my seat because I'm like, (laughs) I just want to get up and dance and, and get into the music. So the music is really awesome. And the concept is that they come in as a team, so they support each other, and that really takes the competition out of it. That's nice. Isn't that so yeah, nice? that's nice. They support each other as a team of three to be the best of that one artist, and they share the song as a team. And that camaraderie, the humanity in those moments is really powerful, and it makes you feel so good. It's not a competition the way you would go, okay, well, you know, you don't know what's going on behind the scenes. Are they arguing? Are they, you know, are their egos flying around? All of that just doesn't exist here. And it makes it so real and beautiful. I can't wait to see it. We're looking forward to it coming on. Just before you go, some quick fire questions. Yep. Did you have a poster on your wall as a, a teenager and who was it? Kenny Rogers and Scott Bale. What's your favorite season? Fall. Early bird or night owl? Night owl. Book you're reading right now? Oh, the book I'm reading right now? Oh my gosh, I never get to read books. I'm so bummed out. Now I'm going to leave depressed. I want to reread Angela's Ashes. Are you a sweet or savory person? Savory. Do you have magnets on your refrigerator? Yes. Do you get one everywhere you go? No. Okay. I use magnets for my family photographs. Lovely. I like heart magnets and horse magnets, unicorns. Oh yeah, because you're a real animal person, aren't mm-hmm. you? Uh, what was your first pet's name? Peppy. Favorite cocktail? Spicy margarita. On the rocks, straight up? On the rocks. Favorite color? 
Green. I was hoping you'd say leopard print, and we could make that officially that's a more color. Than color. <laughs> I know, we do need said, to make that a color. If you said it was a color, it would officially be a color the world over. Oh. I'm sure of it. Have you ever had a nickname? Yes. Would you reveal? My nickname as a kid was always Leany. Leany. Why is that? Well, because I, my first name was named after my grandmother Eileen, so everybody just called me Leany for short. And finally, are you superstitious? No. Shania Twain, a joy, a pleasure, a delight. Thank you for coming in to see us. And thank you for the new music. We can't wait for the album and news about the tour. The Country Music Talk podcast from Absolute Radio Country. An in-depth look behind the scenes at the world of country music. Country music superstar, Shania Twain. Wow, what a legend she is. Right here on the Country Music Talk podcast, you can hear Shania's new music and all of her hits on Absolute Radio Country. And for more interviews like the one you just heard, make sure you subscribe to the podcast. And if you would, kindly give us a five-star review. That would be wonderful. It really does help spread the word of country music here in the UK and helps other country fans find us. I'll see you on the next one. But in the meantime, keep it country. If you enjoy the Country Music Talk podcast, chances are you'll also enjoy Absolute Radio Country. It's the place where real music matters, and we love country music just as much as you do. You'll find us online on the free Absolute Radio app on digital radio throughout the UK, or just ask your smart speaker to play Absolute Radio Country. 